This is Works in Progress, a podcast from the UCLA School of the Arts and Architecture. I'm Avishai Artsy. We're exploring the theme of home with episodes that include architectural theorist Dana Cuff and photographer Catherine Opie, both faculty members at UCLA. Make sure to check out those conversations as well. Now we're going to meet Willem Henry Lucas. Henry is a professor in the Design Media Arts Department at UCLA. These days, he's in Zoom meetings and classes a lot, catching glimpses into other people's homes and private lives. And he's a consummate collector. There's a lot of masks hanging on the walls. There's two that I bought in Mexico City. There's three animal masks that are from Mexico as well. And there's Chinese masks. Peer into his downtown LA loft and you'll see traces of his journeys around the world, the objects he's gathered and been gifted that serve as inspiration for his work as a graphic designer and typographer. There's African dolls for children. They're plastic and they're cheapish, but they are very nice. They're from the 60s, I think. Then there's a lot of ceramic stuff from both India, China, and it's filled with art pieces from my artist friends and all sorts of things that have emotional value for me. So it's pretty much a cluttered space, but that's also because I work there next to book designing because I primarily make books. I also sew, so there's fabrics and there's a sewing machine and it just kind of looks like a an artist's space more so than a living space, and it's filled with books everywhere. Would you say that your time the last few weeks being mostly at home has been comforting or confining? I love working at home, and I've even though I have a big studio at Broad Building, I prefer working here because the light is amazing, and I'm actually quite a private person, so I really like to be at home. And so I thought it wouldn't be as much of a challenge, but yeah, it's, it's nice to be home. I, I don't mind, but I miss meeting my friends and going out. You started collecting when you were a teenager in art school, going to flea markets in the Netherlands where you're from, but in an essay you wrote called the bird's nest, you trace that back to a desire to capture a part of your childhood. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like growing up, the toys that you played with, and how that might connect to your desire to collect objects when you travel? Yeah, I think the word home has always had a special meaning to me. And I think that goes back to being a child of immigrants. So the Netherlands had a lot of colonies, and one of them was Papua New Guinea. And my father, who was Dutch Indonesian, had lived there in a Dutch village and met my mom, who's Chinese Indonesian. In 1962, New Guinea was given back to Indonesia and Australia. So everybody with Dutch blood had to leave. And for my parents, that leave was very sudden. And so basically they left their house. My father had built his own house and they left and moved to the Netherlands. And, um, My dad had never lived in the Netherlands, even though he was raised Dutch. That already sort of uh, marked a place where they had to create a new home for 
themselves and their kids. And as a, an immigrant and certainly of mixed race, I think it was difficult for them. I think we had, uh, we adjusted pretty quickly. I was one month old, so I was practically raised in the Netherlands. And only later did I realize that there was a lot of stuff that was not Dutch about me. My parents were also uh, very strict in raising my brothers and sisters with just the Dutch language and actually pushed us to be as Dutch as possible. I think that it was a really tough time for them. So they were not very interested in holding on to memories, but that also led to not saving things that their children made, like drawings. I can see from my friends whose parents saved drawings that they made when they were three years old. We have none of that stuff. And also the toys I played with as a kid were not kept. So when I was in art school, I suddenly had this urge to collect all the stuff that I would remember from my childhood and started buying these toys that I played with. And that's basically where the collecting uh, things from my childhood started. And when you were an art student, you read a text that stuck with you. You write about this in your essay called Voyage Autour de ma Chambre, A Journey Around My Room, published in 1794 and written by Xavier de Maistre, if I'm saying that right. And this was during a period of, you know, the great travelers um, who circumnavigated the globe. And he was on house arrest for 42 days, I guess, for taking part in a duel. And so he invented room travel and wrote and described his movements and the objects around his living space. Can you talk a little bit about that essay and how it inspired you? Yeah, I got one of that essays in art school and it stuck with me for a very long time because I really liked the idea of being so aware to the things you surround yourself with you realize these things much more when you get older. Like, why is it that I have all this stuff that is special to me and might not have any value to any other person? I think that when people come into my house, the first thing they say, wow, there's so much to see. But at closer look, they start to laugh at the things that I collect because they might not see the emotional value that I have. And so this guy wrote this essay that was so inspiring because he wrote about all the stuff in his house. It's almost like he made himself smaller and therefore his living room became as large as a country that you could travel in. Yeah, it really spoke to me. Do you feel like a traveler who's exploring your home, especially now that you're spending so much more time at home? Yeah. Also because all the stuff comes from different places, so it's very eclectic and it holds memories. I think that's one of the things, being educated as a designer, I never uh, really was drawn to uh, design furniture. Even though I can appreciate it, Herman Miller is great, but I would never live in a space with just Herman Miller furniture, just because I need to have an emotional connection to it. I used to have the table that was in my parents' house. I have three brothers and three sisters. So at that table were nine people. And uh, I always remember that table being very big because I was tiny. 
I was the sixth of their seven children. That table now can hold four to five people. But it is the memory that makes it valuable to me. So the current cultural fascination with decluttering and minimalism hasn't taken hold in your home? No, because I really like lift-in spaces. And I like um, spaces to be personal. I like it when people surround themselves with the books they love and the, the art they appreciate. It just says something about the person living in the space. And I'm guessing when you go to someone's house for the first time, you probably spend a lot of time perusing their bookshelves and looking at the trinkets on the shelves. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on a lot of Zoom calls the last few weeks, and I feel like I'm starting to get to know people better by seeing the places in which they live and work. Yeah. When we had our first Senate faculty meeting, that was kind of interesting. Some people positioned themselves with a very neutral background. Mine was looking at my. book displays. I have like a wall with books that is behind me. And um, it was nice to get a look in everybody's um, interior. Right. In your essay, you describe one of those times where you saw something that you knew you needed. And this was plastic flasks at a flea market in Paris. Can you describe these? Yeah. So they're actually for Chinese kids or workers it's for coffee or tea and uh, the lid on it if you unscrew it is the cup and there's three of them one is blue one is red and one is green but really what drew my attention is the typography on it which is a transparent sticker with gold lettering saying happiness and I could not explain why, but I just love the idea of being able to buy happiness or that happiness is represented in something so simple as a, as a flask that could hold warm liquid. One of the other objects that you shared with me was a series of photographs you made while cleaning out that home you grew up in, in the Netherlands, and that your mom lived in since 1964. Talk to me about this project and why you documented that whole process of cleaning out the house after she passed. What I'm interested in still is what home actually means. In the times that I've moved, I realized it was not just the space that you're in, like the actual building or the actual surrounding, but that it's memories and that it's things. When I left the Netherlands to start teaching here, I had a beautiful studio in a 17th century warehouse that was filled with stuff that I made. Like I tend to have workspaces where I put up a lot of stuff that I work on to constantly look at them to see if they're still okay or that they need change. And every time I left the studio, I would photograph it with all the stuff in it and then photograph it when everything was taken out and packed. When my mom passed away, that house that I lived in as a child since my 15th and that I used to go back to for family meetings, like we always had big dinners there, 
it was interesting to see that when the house was stripped from everything, it really wasn't home anymore. And it became incredibly generic. And so when I just showed you a couple of these images, I started photographing right after she passed away um, with all the stuff that was in there. And then slowly, when we took out the furniture, took out layers of wallpaper, which was interesting because that was almost like um, going back in time, uh, seeing wallpaper and you're like, oh yeah, that was in the seventies. Then we had the walls of the rooms had these color. Um, it was just a, an interesting stripping away of everything that we shared together, which also makes me realize that you kind of have to build home. You kind of have to live in a space long enough so that it gets filled with memories and things that might be what creates the definition of what home is. And I, I wonder how objects play a role in that. Are you sort of creating a sense of home through like a mosaic of objects? I think so. But I actually have the same thing with my work. I'm trained as a graphic designer, but also trained in the time that you were supposed to be a vessel for others. Like you would have clients and you would be a chameleon and visualize their voice or their opinion. And that part actually never really felt comfortable to me, which meant that I had to choose clients that um, shared my same beliefs or shared my same interests. And at this point, it's even gotten that far that for the last six, seven years, I initiate my own book projects. So I don't work for clients anymore. I initiate book projects. And that is because it, I want to document my life. And I think I do that with my work, but I also do that with the objects I bring into my home. Do you imagine yourself moving out of this space at any one point? And what will it be like for you to then have to kind of strip it down and take away all the objects that make it your space? Man, I, I dread the time that I would have to move. Like at this point, I have so much stuff. The last time I moved, I just did it professionally because my friends will refuse to carry all the books and magazines that I collect. <laughs> it's like heavy stuff. So I hope not. I'm very happy with the space as it is. I've been thinking about what would happen if I might early retire and then just work and live in this space. Then I probably would have to find a studio because there's so much stuff in the studio at UCLA as well, which cannot be moved into the loft. I mean, this is thousand square feet and it's, uh, it's pretty full. That's Willem Henry Lucas. He's a professor in the design media arts department at UCLA. And I loved hearing his take on how objects create a sense of home. And I'd love to hear from you. If there's an object that really means home to you, please send us a picture and tell us a little bit about it. Our email address is worksinprogress at arts.ucla.edu. 
I'm Avishai Artsy, and this is Works in Progress, a production of the UCLA School of the Arts and Architecture. Our music is composed by Austin Danson. And do check out our other conversations on home with UCLA faculty members Dana Cuff and Catherine Opie. And please rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon.